Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. It got so bad. One, one Sunday, we go to Red Robin, and me and my wife, uh, when we go to Red Robin, they sit us with the gentleman. And me and my wife were like, we were debating whether we wanted to put ourselves through that. So we were like, do we really want to deal with this for an hour? She was like, uh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then if we ask to sit somewhere else, that means we have to complain about him. We don't want to do that. Let's just say we're going to go somewhere else. And we actually got up, we walked out, and we went somewhere else. We love Red Robin. <laughs> now, now watch this. After counseling one day, we're, all, we're on our way from counseling. So we drive an hour to counseling, me and my wife. Don't worry, we're good. Anyhow. <laughs> we, go, we go to counseling, and then on our way back, we're hungry. I said, baby, because you behaved yourself in counseling today, I want to take you to. <laughs> we go to Chili's. We go to Chili's after counseling. Now, mind you, I don't like Chili's. My wife, eh, we're, we're not fans. You know, we eat there, but we're not fans. We love Red Robin. Did I tell you that? We love Red Robin? We love Red Robin. Chili's, eh, it's okay, right? That's how we feel. If you're offended, I'm sorry. We go to Chili- Chili's. Guy walks out, boom. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Chili's. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, have you looked at our menus? Here are some options that we have. I don't know the guy's name. Let's just say his name was Ricardo. <laughs> he's like, hey, can I help you? He's like, he's like I would love, uh, uh, uh. She, he starts talking to Lisa. Hey, can I get you something? She's like, yeah, I would like the mango smoothie. He's like, hey, listen, here's what you can do. You can try the mango smoothie. If you don't like the mango smoothie, I'll just, I'll throw it away and I'll get you a new one. And at first I'm like, is this guy flirting with my wife? <laughs> but then he started doing it to me. So I was like, all right, you good. And then he's like, hey, man, he's like, hey, if you want to try this. And then he, he comes and brings us our food. And when he brings us our food, he goes, hey, be careful. Let me place it on the table. I don't want you to touch it. I don't want you to get burned. And I'm like, yo, I want anything this guy wants to give me. <laughs> like, this guy was so good. I mean, he was incredible. And he just, at the end, he comes and he's like, hey, man, is there anything I can get you? Uh, my name is, I forgot his name. Just, I, he's just so smiling. He had blue eyes. I was like, whoo. Anyhow. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy is amazing. This guy is phenomenal. I want to come back just for him. Like, seriously, like, I'm not a Chili's fan. But now, when we go to counseling and we come back, we want to stop at Chili's just to see this dude. And you know what I thought about? This is pretty awesome because when I started thinking about these two experiences with customer service and service industry, I was just like, yo, isn't it amazing That one person serving in excellence may have people come back to a place they're not fond of, but they have been transformed because of one person with excellence. And I thought about this because even though we love Red Robin, it was one person serving poorly that made people that actually love Red Robin Get up and walk away from Red Robin because service was poor. And I just thought that with the body of Christ, 
We can experience the same thing. Isn't it interesting that there can be people that they're interested in God and they're interested in church and they're interested in coming on a Sunday. But because God's people throughout history many times haven't displayed the service of excellence in the heart of God, people, it's not that they're disinterested of church, it's that they just don't want to bother with bad service. But likewise, that there can be people in Staten Island and in New York City that they might not be fond of church and they may have had bad experiences with their religious upbringing and they may not know or they may, they may, they may just not want nothing to do with systematic religion and they might not just whatever they think about God and church but, but, but when they experience service with excellence, it might make them say, you know what? I think I'm going to come back. Why? I'm not crazy about church. I'm not crazy about religion. But there's something about Kuhau that makes me want to keep coming back. There's something about, I don't know, I want to be the kind of church community. I want to be the kind of church community that turns people's heart around. Because they might not be fond of church. They might not be fond of singing songs and clapping hands. But there's something about serving people with excellence that might make people say, you know what? The way they serve with love, the way they serve with excellence, the way they serve the message, the way they serve in worship, the way they serve and deliver their faith, I'm going to keep coming back. That's why when I look around in this audience and I look at the life of this church community, I can't help to to just look and see the people that are serving with excellence. And that's why we got people that serve in excellence in this church. People like Ronnie Funes, who, who when we got the permit a year ago for this place, we got it at 830. And Ronnie says, if we're going to serve in excellence, Pastor, it might cost us a little bit more. But we're not going to be able to do it from 830 and on. We're going to need the permit from 730. So I'm willing to come by myself until people start showing up. And I'm going to show up at 730, and I'm going to start getting the ball rolling. And guess what? He started getting people to show up at 730. Why? Because there was someone that said, I'm going to serve in excellence. I look, at, I look at people like uh, Nessa. Last week, she, she just joined our team just a couple of weeks ago. And last week, I see her sweeping. And I'm just saying, this, this woman is sweeping. And, and then I see her sweep this podium. And I've never seen anyone sweep this podium. I'm not saying you, have swept, you haven't swept this podium. I've just never seen it. And just to see someone take a broom and wipe this podium down or whatever this thing is called, stairs, whatever, anyhow. And just sweep that. I'm saying, man, this is a church that serves with excellence. When a lot, when I, I, I'm talking about people like Sheila Santiago, who we didn't have an outreach ministry. And after completing four weeks of growth track, she says there's a vacancy and it's called outreach. Guess what? I have a heart to serve people. Pastor Rowe, would, would you be willing to allow me to serve in outreach? And guess what? Here we are, 2019. That was 2017. 2019, here we are. And Sheila is our outreach coordinator. And she is now going to lead six to seven outreaches this year. I'm talking about people, people like Fran Murray. Can we give it up for Fran who says, Pastor Rowe, 
Pastor O, listen, if we're going to serve people, there are people with needs. I want to start a ministry of, of, of feeding people and providing them maybe just a helping hands. Not only that, but she's also serving. She's the new leader of our host team. I'm talking about like people like Trisha and Susan who are the first females in the roadie team. They're changing the game. They're changing the game up in here. Oh, roadies is a male team. No, it's not. There are people that are serving. I'm talking about people like Drew Daniel who, who, who says, listen, man, I know that we have great news and we're going to set up the projectors. By the way, we just got the, the, the thumbs up to begin construction and revamp this whole place. Can we praise God? And Drew Daniel says, hey, listen, man, I got an eye for stage, so if you want, I can begin doing designs, and I can begin setting up. Why? Because we serve in excellence. Can we give God some praise and celebrate everyone here? This is why Jesus says, he says, do as I did. The Son of Man did not come for people to serve him. He came to serve others. And to give his life to save many people. And you see the perfect example of this saying, of this talk that he has with his disciples. You see the perfect example in John chapter 13. Look what he says. He says, the father had given him authority over everything. And that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist... And poured water into a basin. And then he began to wash the disciples' feet. Drying them with a towel around him. Man, I, I saw this and I said, wow, this is amazing. Because the, the Holy Spirit showed me something. He said, isn't it amazing? Because look what another translation says. It says, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands. Hear me. I want you to catch this. Here's power, here's authority, I'm placing everything in your hands. And the very hands that were filled with power and authority, Jesus says, okay, I'm going to use those hands to wash feet. See, some of us think that power and authority is simply for status. But what if I told you today that power and authority is actually for service? I hope I'm helping someone. And I want you to write this down. What God places in our hands is not for status but for service. What God places in our hands is not for status but for service. Jesus literally takes everything that God gives us. See, here's what I think is going to happen. And God placed everything in his hands. And God gave him power and authority. And I'm like, yo, God, Jesus, you got power and authority. Let's go show off. Like, let's go, let's go have a crusade. Let's put this on Instagram. Let's put this on Twitter. Let's put this on Facebook. We're going to tell everybody about it. We're going you, you, to line them up for you, and you're just going to be like, in my name, in my name. Let's go show off. Let's go heal the sick. Let's go grow some hands. He says, all power, all authority, everything has been placed in my hands, and the very hands that those things have been placed in are not for status. They're for service. And the very hands that are filled with power to heal also are filled 
with the heart to wash feet. I want to let you know right now as a church community, as a church community, I don't want to be the kind of church that whatever God puts in our hands is just for status. Guess what, this church, God's going to fill the hands of this church with a whole lot of stuff. God's going to fill this church with so much. And I genuinely believe that from this pulpit, the worship team is going to sing songs that they have written that the world will sing. That Staten Island will sing. That New York will sing. That this world will sing. Absolutely, I have no doubt in my mind. I have no doubt in my mind that there are going to be thousands upon thousands, if not millions and hundreds of thousands, that are going to come to know Jesus because of what God is doing in this community. I want to let you know right now that the heart of this church, this, this place sits 378 people. I genuinely believe that sooner than later, this place is going to be filled from the front to the back. If that's enough, that is not enough. It's not going to just be filled from the front to the back. It's going to be filled from the front to the back and an overflow. Not in one service, not in two services, but in three services. Not only in one language, but in multiple languages. But here's the truth. It's not for status, it's for service. Like whatever God puts in our hands, it's not for us to go and just say, man, look, 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 look at us, look at us, look at us. No, no, no. The greater the pulpit you have, the farther you have to kneel to serve. And I don't want to be a kind of community that's just talking about the status we have and all that we've accomplished. Everything that God puts in the hands of this church community, it's not for status, but it's for serving a world that needs Jesus. For we did not come to be served, but God has placed us in Staten Island to serve. If you believe that in this house, I dare you to give God some praise in this room. Like, I, I don't, you know, like, you know, sometimes, like, I, we get it confused. Like, you think that God gave you a position, and you think the position is for status. Like, you came up to the altar call one day, and they prophesied over you, said, you are going to be a prophet. And the next day you went and got business cards that said, prophet so-and-so. <laughs> like, hey, yo, 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 Fred, come here. Excuse me. That's prophet Fred to you. And for $6.99, I will send you a recorded prophecy. <laughs> like, hold on a second. Like, no, nah, like. What God places in your hands is not for you. It's not for you to step on a higher pedestal. It's not for status whatsoever. In matter of fact, here's what Jesus says. He says, listen, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to make it clear for you. You want the highest status in the kingdom? It's a servant. <laughs> and, and I love this because, because uh, in, in, in Matthew chapter 20, what you see is two disciples, James and John, they're called the sons of thunder. Could you imagine that? That's like WrestleMania. <laughs> the sons of thunder. The sons of thunder. The sons of Zebudi. That's their name. And they say, yo, ma, 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 I need you to talk to Jesus. Yeah, you talk to Jesus because can you arrange that maybe we're going to, you know, I sit on his left, and, you know, James will sit on his right, and, 
Can we, can we arrange that? What would they focus on? Status. Can, can, you, can, you, can you do that? Mom comes. Yo, Jesus, can I talk to you for a second? Holla, may I holla at you? Come here. Uh, yeah. You know, you know that thing called heaven? You're going to sit on a throne. Get James sit on the left and John on the right. Can, can we make that? And Jesus is like, that's, are you sure you can handle that cup? Because that's not what I prepared for you. And too many times we're praying for a status that we're not prepared for. He's saying, like, listen, that's, that's not prepared for you because that's prepared for someone else. And many times we look on Instagram and we look on Facebook and we see what God is doing with someone else's life. And we say, we want that. And we say, God, can you give us that? Can you give us the throne? Can you give us the, the new job? Can you give us this? Because they got it and it looks good on them. So it got to look good on me. And God is saying, no, stop asking for what I prepared for someone else. Ask for what I prepared for you. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. This is why the first shall be last and the last shall be first. See, you think in the kingdom it's the first shall be first. And so you're focused on status. But do you want the throne of the kingdom? Do you want the, the highest level of status in the kingdom? Here's what it is. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. It's not the master. It's actually the servant. If you're a servant, you are the CEO of the kingdom. It's like being the CEO. Like, I'm a servant. Oh, you know, I used to be a servant when I first started. I first started serving God. You know, I was a servant. And then I got to this point. Now look at me. I am bishop, archbishop, reverend, doctor, apostle. <laughs> Rolando Remedios. I used to be a servant. You know, when I first started. No, hold on a second. Your status was never meant to be to put you on a platform. Your status was meant to always remain the same. I'm a servant of the most high God. That's why the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Look at this little detail that it puts. It says, it said that he took off his, 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 he took off his, his, his robe. He took off his robe. Everybody shout robe. He took off his robe and he picked up a towel. Now before that, here's what I want you to know. What we are called to do in serving in excellence may not be popular. I knew I wasn't going to get any, any amens on that one. <laughs> it may not, why? Because it goes, it goes counter culture. Because this culture says go get, 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 get. This culture says go and achieve. Go climb the mountain. Go get higher. Go achieve more. We live in a status culture. How many cars do you drive? How many homes do you know, own? How many rooms in that home? How many zeros do you have in your bank account? I, I'm like, I got three. Zero dot zero zero. And... <laughs> Like how many, how, how, how much this do you have and how many people you've been with? How many people do you know? Look at their status. Oh, my God. Look at their status. And, and God says, no, we have reverse engineered this thing. This goes from first to last because in God's kingdom, it's not about how many people you have serving you. It's about how many people you can serve. It's not about how much better you are than people. It's how, much, how many people you're making better. It's not about how high you can climb the mountain, but how fast can you get people to the top of the mountain. It's not about how far you can run, but how much you're willing to run to help people go far. We serve with excellence. (laughs) 
We want to celebrate people that serve with excellence. But I'm going to tell you something right now, and this is what the Holy Spirit told me. Many times God's going to call you to take off your robe and pick up a towel. See, the robe was a sign of dignity. It was a sign of position. And the Bible says in John chapter 13, look what it says. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist. See, when you have a heart to serve, it's going to cost you to lay some things to the side. Another translation says he took his garments and he placed them on the side. And this is why many times people need to learn how to pick up a towel before they pick up a mic. Oh, I feel like preaching today. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm 36 now. I could say stuff I couldn't say when I was 26. <laughs> and God is calling many of us to put down our robes and pick up a towel. And so, so, so many times we're like, God, I want you to use me with my robe. And God is saying, no, I need you to put your, your status down. I need you to put it to the side. This is what Jesus did. He says, I'm going to take my robe, I'm going to put it to the side, and I'm going to take a towel, and I'm going to wrap it around my waist. Because too many people want to operate and want God to use them with a talent, but God wants to use you with a towel. God is calling you to put down your robe. And you're like, God, use me. And God is saying, I want to use you. I want, to, I want you to fulfill your purpose. I want to do everything that I've called you to do. But you've got to be willing to put down your robe. Can I ask you today, what's the robe that God is calling you to put to the side for now? What is the robe that you've been holding on to that God is saying, listen, I need you to put that to the side and I need you to pick up a towel. See, because many times we need to put down the robe of comfort. To pick up the towel. We need to take off the robe. We need to uh, put down the robe of convenience and pick up the towel. See, we need to put down the robe of compromise and pick up the towel. God, I want you to use me. And God is saying, no, I, I want to use you. But you have the robe. And what you don't understand is that you're coming to you're coming, to the, you're coming to a basketball game with a football and it doesn't work. And as long as you're coming to servant, as long as you're coming to servanthood with your robe, it's not going to work because a robe was never meant to be what a towel does. And God is saying you need to come to service with the right equipment. And the equipment that I've given you and I've placed in your hands will cost you to put something else down so that you can pick up the towel. See, I don't know what your robe here is today. There's some people that they will never fulfill their purpose. You know why? Because they'd rather keep on their robe. And I hope you're not misunderstanding what I'm saying. Pastor, what are you talking Like, I'm not wearing a robe. <laughs> what is the proverbial robe in your life? Because see, here's the truth. Sometimes we're willing to take off a robe for things that we actually want to do. Oh, I'll, take off the, I'll, I'll take off the robe. I'll serve in excellence as long as I get to go on the platform. I, I'll serve in excellence as long as I, I can sing. I'll, I'll serve in excellence as long as it's something that I want to do. God is saying, no, are you willing to take off the robe to wash feet? See, are you willing to put that to the side so that you can wash feet? Because when you learn to wash feet, 
You will learn how to lift up your hands. And many times we look at a task beneath us and we want the higher task and we're willing to put our robes off for the higher task or what we perceive as the higher task. But God says this is a reverse thing. This is a reverse kind of kingdom. When you begin to wash feet, you're actually elevating yourself. So when you wash other people's feet, not literally, but maybe, Lisa's like, oh my God, I I don't even... Like, I'm willing to tell, but here's what I want you to understand. That if you're too big-headed to serve, you're too small-handed to receive what God has for you. Look what Philippians chapter 2 says. It says, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. What God wants to do in your life is not about you, you, you using your sweet-talk. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Look what it says, forget yourselves long enough. Some of us can't forget ourselves for a second. And the kingdom says, hey, forget yourself just long enough to what? Long enough to lend a helping hand. See, I, I've come to realize that when I put my pride to the side, the robe of my pride. Can I tell you what God is doing in, in, in my life? In, the, in these last 21 days that, I mean, right now we're on day maybe 14, but in this 21-day fast, just God is just doing something in my life. And he's told me, Ro, what I have for you, you're not even going to put, you're just going to be a recipient. You're not going to play a part in what I have for you until, I, until you get there. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, I got to, yo, I got to network. I got to do stuff. I got to make stuff happen. I got to, God says, no, I'm going to do it. I want you to get off. I want you to get off social media. I want you to disappear for a little while. God, do you see this face? You have gifted me. You want me to hide? This is my conversation with God. Like, God, but, I'm a, but God, I'm anointed and I'm good looking. And I'm like, like, it's not that funny, guys. Like, how? God is saying, <laughs> What I have for you, you want to keep playing a part in. You want to be able to contribute to the promise. But I just want you to be a recipient so that you won't be able to take credit for it. Because I know me. I know me. And when someone asks me how did this happen, I'm like, well, you have to do A, B, and C, and this, and this, and this, and that. And I'm a systems guy, so I go, he goes, no, this is what I want you to say. That when, 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 I, when I place in your hands what I want in your hands... You're going to be like, yo, I don't know. It was just God. It was just God. We see this in John chapter 13. And he says, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, don't you understand now what I'm doing? Jesus, you don't understand now what I'm doing. But someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you you won't belong to me. And we see that and we're like, oh, well, God, is, God is rejecting us. No, in the original language, what it's saying is that you can't be a partner of the work that I'm doing here on earth. Because you're still full of you. And unless you let me wash your feet, you won't have the heart to serve others. 
and unless you let me do it. And I, and I love Peter's response because Peter's response is most of our response. And here's what I want you to understand, that many times when you are serving others with excellence, other opportunities will rise up. Other opportunities will begin to come your way because you're serving in excellence. But when you're serving with excellence, people are going to be drawn to you. And people are going to want more from you. And people, they're going to want all that. And they, guess what? They, you, be careful of this, these three words, you should be. You know what you should be doing? Yo, 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 you should be doing this. You should be doing this. Oh, you know what you should be doing? You should be putting this. You should be putting this song out. You should be putting right this. You should be doing this. You should be doing. And this is what this is what Peter says. Yo, Jesus, you gonna wash my feet. Yo, listen, wash my hands and my face. Wash me completely. And I want you to write this down real quick because this is important that if we're going to serve with excellence, we need to understand that we must be obedient to our assignment and not be distracted by every opportunity simply because it sounds good. Am I helping anybody here? I mean, Peter offers Jesus to do something that sounds better than what he's doing already. You've washed my feet, here, washed my hands and my body and my head. And Jesus is like, nah, man, I'm on assignment. And when you're on assignment, you're not distracted by every opportunity that comes your way. Some of us can't, we can't serve in excellence. And the reason that we don't serve in excellence is because we have an opportunity right here. And the moment this opportunity doesn't look good, we jump over here. And the moment this doesn't look good, we jump over here. And we're, we're like distracted by every opportunity. And God is saying, yo, if you stick to something long enough, you'll be able to learn how to serve in excellence. We're not going to be the kind of church that does, has 3,100,000.1 ministries. We're going to be the kind of church that does maybe about five or six things really well. We, we might not have a, you know, we might not have a painting ministry. We might not have a dance ministry. We might not have a ministry. We might not have that. might be other churches that have that for you. And hey, God bless you. But we're not going to have every other ministry under the sun. We're not going to have every, every we're not going to be a church that does everything, but we're going to do the things that God has called us to do really well. And here's what I wanted you to catch. Catch this revelation. Because this is what the Holy Spirit told me. Look, Jesus, catch this. If he wouldn't have washed, if he would have went persuaded by Peter's offer, watch this. I'm washing feet. And there's many of us right now, we're washing feet. We're doing what God has called us to serve. And we want to stick to something. We want to do the job well. And as we're washing feet, offers will begin to, because we're serving in excellence, offers will begin to be made. Hey, 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 you should wash my hands too. Hey, you should wash my head too. Notice that a good thing can sound very spiritual. But even, if, even though it's a, a good thing, if it's not a God thing. And if it's not a God thing, that means it's a flesh thing. It's amazing how the flesh could sound so spiritual. Oh, you're going to wash my feet? Well, wash my hands and my body. Go all the way. No, I'm going to stick. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my assignment. I'm going to stick to my assignment. I'm going to stick to what co- Now, watch this. Watch this. When I get distracted by the offers that will bring me out of my assignment, 
there are people still waiting for me to serve them. And if Jesus would have got caught up in washing and bathing Peter, James and John and Andrew's feet would have still been dirty. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's what the Holy Spirit told me. When you get distracted from your assignment, there are people that have been assigned to you that are waiting for you to serve them. And because you can't get it together and you're off to the left and to the right and to the front and to the back. And because you're distracted by every offer man makes, you're never fulfilling the full assignment that I've called you to do. Because his assignment was not to wash Peter's feet only. His assignment to wash his disciples' feet. But when the moment you say, I'm going to stick to my assignment, I don't care what offers come my way. I don't care if they give me... I love Ronnie because they, they, they offered him a, a, a job in Florida. And I said, the devil is a liar. $80,000. And guess what? He said, no, nah, I know. I got my assignment. I got my assignment. Guess what? The day I went full-time ministry, the day I, I went full-time ministry, I took a pay cut. When I t- went full-time ministry, monetary pay cut because I got a promotion and everything else. I took a pay cut to become a full-time minister. They offered me $75,000 at a position my last day there. And I said, Lord, you sure? <laughs> it was so spiritual, I started talking to God in Spanish. Es que lo que está pasando aquí, señor, le quiero decir. 75 mil dólares. Yo nunca en mi vida. Yo puedo viajar, yo puedo ir a Ponce, puedo traer a Puerto Rico. Like, what did I call you to do? I called you to wash feet. And wash feet may not always have a monetary promotion. It may not always have a monitor. Like, I, 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 like, have we forgotten the importance? Hear me. Have we forgotten the importance of assignment? Have we forgotten the importance of assignment? Like, I think that sometimes this generation has forgotten the significance of assignment. It's almost like our assignment is a suggestion. I'm sorry if I sound passionate, but I'm, listen, I'm 36. <laughs> like, I could say stuff now. I got one gray beard. One great, I'm telling you, when I'm 40, oh man, you got to take this mic away from me. <laughs> Have we forgotten the importance of assignment? It's almost like an assignment is suggestion. Could you imagine that I enter a covenant with God? Can you imagine that I enter a covenant with Lisa? And that is my assignment, that is my mini- mission, that is my ministry. And two years down the la- line, Another opportunity arises, and I'm like, honey, I got to talk to you. Yes, baby, how are you? How can I help you? That's good customer service. <laughs> you know, I just want to, you know, we, we had a good two years, you know what I mean? We had a good two years. It's been amazing, you know, the church and everything, you know what I mean? But this other opportunity came out. And there was this, you know, awesome woman of God. And, you know, she has a house. You came with two kids, you know. (laughs) She got a house. She got a car. And she's going to pay my salary. 
that will be my last breath. <laughs> and sometimes we treat our assignment in the kingdom like that. Like, oh, this, this, oh, I know, I know I made a commitment here. I know I'm assigned here. I know I got purpose here. But, you know, this is just a great opportunity over here. And just, I'm just going to go opportunity here. And this is going to be amazing. And this is going to be awesome. Listen, like, like, for me, it's about, did God call you? For me, it's about, did God call you? And if God called you, it doesn't matter what's over there. Did you see those biceps? No, don't. But, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's over there. It does not matter what's over there. If God called me here, God called me to Lisa Remedios. And it doesn't matter what is offered elsewhere. I, she's every woman, it's all in her. Ask me what's my type. A curly-haired, chinky girl, flaquita. That's my type. Whatever she is, is my type. Why? Because that's my assignment. And we need to start seeing our commitment to God because it's an assignment. It's not a suggestion. It's not an opportunity. It's not a, a good uh, option that we have. It's not a good offer. It's my assignment. And if it's my assignment, that's where I want to be. Your assignment to wash feet, man, may not, may not pay you a, a monetary price. And even worse, it might even cost you something. Because now I'm on assignment and I'm getting better opportunities because, you know, I'm serving with excellence and now I'm getting an upgrade. I don't got to wash feet. I can wash hands now. I can wash a head. I can, instead of washing feet, you know, I got to. God is saying, stick to your assignment because there are people waiting for you to get it together. There, there are literally people that God has. There's people literally like this. Waiting for you to get it together. I'm talking to someone here today. There are people that are waiting for you to get it together. And when I mean get it together, don't hear what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is like, oh, my God, i got to get it together now. And no, no, here's the good news, that getting it together is coming to Jesus and saying, God, okay, I don't know how to do this, but whatever you want me to do. I, I don't got it all fixed. I don't got it all figured out. I don't got everything. I don't got all my T's crossed. I don't got my eyes dotted. I just, hey, come and God will help you get your T's crossed. God will make sure your eyes are dotted. Come to God. Every, every step you take closer to God, you fulfill more of your purpose. There's people. There's people waiting to be, that you are. That Jesus was assigned to wash his disciples' feet. There are people waiting in line. For you to stop getting distracted by everything else this world has to offer. Every opportunity that comes your way. Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh, that sounds good. There's stuff that comes my way that I know it's not in my path. And I'm like, man, that sounds good, but no more. I've been offered two other churches. It's what? Is it Kuha? Nope. Sabes que? I love y'all. If I tell you what they offered, I love y'all. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not looking for an opportunity. I'm looking to fulfill my purpose. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're done here. And here's, here's how I want to end. And, and I, 
and I pray this helps somebody. If I were to ask you today, if I were to ask you today, you know, maybe we're like, you know, even literally, would you wash Jesus' feet if he was here right now? Like if Jesus was here, right here, present before us, right here, standing right here. If I say, hey, Jesus is going to come, physical, visible, tangible Jesus in the flesh. Let's say, just right here, would you wash his feet no matter how dirty they are? How many would say yes? How many would say, I, I can't wait to touch Jesus' feet? The feet that were crucified. The feet that were pierced with nails so that I can live. How many would say, I do it in a heartbeat? I do it in a heartbeat. I do it in a heartbeat. What if I told you today that you can? What if I told you that today? Be like, how? How would I, how could I do that? Like physical, visible, tangible Jesus, how could I be, how could I wash his feet? And it's the same question the disciples asked. Can I show it to you? Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. I want you to see it on the screen. Verse 34. Verse 34, then the king, then the king will say to those on the right, enter you who are blessed by the father. Take what's coming to you in his kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation and here's why. You ready? I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then those sheep are gonna say, Master, what, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you to drink? And when did we ever see you sick and in prison and come to you? And the king will say, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did, whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Now when I look at this girl in Dunkin' Donuts, I believe in heaven. It's like Jesus is going to have like, we're going to see people that we mistreated sometimes because this is not a requisite to make it to heaven, but it is a requisite to bring heaven to earth. And when we get to heaven, it might just be people. That we're gonna, oh, and I, I kind of have this picture like Jesus is gonna take off the mask of the person in Dunkin' Donuts and say, It was me. Oh, 
Or you know that person that was on the road and they had a flat tire and you needed to rush somewhere out of convenience and you were able to put down the robe of convenience to help this person? <laughs> that was me. Or you know that person that, that was broke and they couldn't afford and you paid their meal? And, and you don't know what that meal meant for them because it was such a blessing for them. You don't, you don't even know what they were going through that week. <laughs> that was me. Or oh, that person that, that mistreated you. Because here's the truth. Jesus washed the feet of Judas as well. What about that person that mistreated you? They gave you attitude. They spoke about you. They rejected you. They could care less if anything bad happened to you. As a matter of fact, they might be conspiring for your demise. <laughs> it was me. Whenever you do it for one of these you're doing it to me. And I just want to be the kind of church that fills up heaven with people that are overlooked, people that are in need, and that they can be in heaven because there was a church that was willing to say, we serve with excellence. Can we get up on our feet for a second? We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.